0: Hey, everyone, this is Matt Pandola with the Pandola Project and your Monday motivation. I have my special guest here, Mr. Billy Howe. Filling in for Jake Parker. Yeah, man. So, Billy has been on our podcast before. You guys will know him as, well, we kind of think of him as our nutrition guru, but uh, he's he's somebody who has been with me for years. It works with me here at the Pandola Training Studios, we'll call it now. This is the studios, Billy. Our mixtape drops next week, so keep your eyes out for that. (laughs) Really excited to be able to turn the lemon into lemonades, right? So, we're We're doing audio, we're doing videos, we're working on stuff for our app. In fact, with our Pandola Training app, we are offering free training right now for you, our listeners, just go on to our website, sign up for our newsletter. From there, we can send you our invitation to our app in the training, and this is all bodyweight training that you can do at home. We got pretty creative, and people are really having fun with it. I'm getting a lot of good feedback. What about you, Billy? Have you tried any of the
1: slippery floor drills or
0: anything else that you're doing at home?
1: Yeah. You know, in my kitchen, there's just just enough space between the two countertops where you can get into a nice L-sit. So uh, there's your isometric trunk work for you there. I love it. That's very creative.
0: And so I'd like to talk a little bit more about what we can do during this time outside of training even, because if you listen to our last Thursday session we talked more about what you can do with the body weight training to make it more effective. Be sure to listen to that one if you haven't already. But today's going to be a little bit more about the nutrition side of things. So first off, one of our listeners asked a great question and just was, again, transparent, more vulnerable and saying, Hey coach, listen, I know that I'm just probably getting bored here, but I'm doing a lot of snacking, wondering if you have any suggestions on snacking less, not overdoing it when it comes to the Oreos or even just not even so much. Sometimes you can have really good food, but you're just bored and you're eating more and more than you normally do and you just don't feel good about it. So there are some things, some suggestions that we have for you today and we hope that it'll help you stay on track with your goals even though we're in this quarantine but hey we're in it together guys so first off i would suggest fiber we talked about fiber allows you to feel full right and popcorn has got to be my number one go-to snack in between meals, if I really want something, and I'm, I want something crunchy. I think maybe a little bit salty, and that's where the popcorn really comes in handy. It's high in fiber. Now, the kind that I use is also low in sugar, a gram or less per serving. And you know, it w- what suits your needs, but a little bit of salt and maybe a little butter taste to it, and I'm happy. And I have that maybe with some stevia-flavored um, root beer, something along those lines. In fact, actually, it's called Zevia is what I use. And uh, they have ginger ale version. I think they have, oh, geez, I don't know. I have it right here, actually. It's uh, black cherry, and that's actually pretty good, too. And that's this is all natural, and it it really does help to satisfy my cravings, quote, unquote. But it, I think that a lot of times, really, I'm just bored, and I want to have something salty, something sweet, maybe that that sweetness that the Zevia can offer as well. So that really has helped me a lot. You have any tricks to your eating or your snacking, Billy?
1: No, I think you bring up a good point. Um, I myself have never been a, a big snacker um, so this is kind of more um, not out of my you know out of my realm, but um, introducing, the fact we know it's you're probably eating out of boredom um, just from this quarantine situation um, and that it's not exactly what we call mindless. In other words, we're actually acknowledging what we're doing or we just want something, uh, like you said, savory or sweet um, to munch on or, or sip on. Um, I think introducing liquids is just a good way to kind of fill that um, desire, if you will. Um, one's cause liquids, um, like fiber, especially the soluble kind can fill you up quite easily by by minimizing the energy load that you're taking in. So something I like to have as a snack, um, I guess as, as you could put it's just making, uh, my dad has a pretty nice espresso machine, so I'm fortunate for that, but just making a a latte with, you know, a cup of, uh, of like nut milk or something really low calorie, but you can add some, uh, sweetener in there. Um, monk fruit is one I tend to use. Uh, And there you go. You have something kind of sweet you can sip on while you're doing some work or something like that. And uh, it really does get a good job of uh, carrying you on till, uh, you know, your next meal. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a great suggestion. I love that. Certainly love my caffeine as well. I'm willing to admit a little bit of uh, caffeine gets me motivated sometimes in the middle of the day. So, you know, that, that's a nice little trick and I don't want to overdo it, but that sounds like something
1: I can handle. So hopefully I can handle that. And you can always go to decaf as well, or, um, you know, kind a, a, you know, some people make tea lattes as well, which are, um, you know, usually have no caffeine or a little bit of caffeine. So it's really what your tolerance is about, so... Yeah. In, in fact, that's a good
0: point about decaf. I've been switching over to a lot more tea. I feel feel like in the winter, especially, I just want something warm. So I just told you before this podcast, I, I just want something warm here in the office. I have some decaf. I can use that. I don't want to overdo the caffeine, but sometimes I do it just because I'm looking for nice something warm in the winter. And that's right. that's been a nice little hack for me as well. More tea anyways. Green Tea. I've been into the green tea and just a little bit of lemon. I, I feel like that is pretty satisfying for me too. The next I would well actually, Billy, I would say the yogurt with whipped cream is another nice little trick I've been using. So this is triple zero yogurt. This is a Greek yogurt, has 15 grams of protein. No fat in it, which I'm not opposed to the fat, it just doesn't have any fat in it. So that also maybe opens up the option when I'm trying to keep my calories a little bit lower, or maybe I've reached the end of my day and I want something sweet treat, but I don't want to overdo the calories. So it's, it is kind of nice to have that triple zero yogurt. There's no sugar in it. There's no artificial sweeteners. So I I like that, but I do put a little bit of sugar on top of it. Not much. My trick there is using some whipped cream and I use the real whipped cream. It's only going to be about a gram or two of sugar with 15 grams of protein and even has some fiber in there as well. So that's something that I'll put into my day, but especially at the end of the day, before bed, if I if I have a sweet tooth, or something like that, I want that dessert at the end of the night. And that's been, that's been great. My daughter loves it too. So it's it's something we all do together as a family. Everybody looks forward to it. We even will freeze it, blend it, maybe add in some berries to it, something like that. And it really tastes a lot more like ice cream. Even if you just add some ice cubes to that blender, maybe a banana or something like that. And man, it's, it gives it good texture and it does, it feels
1: like we're having a treat. Yeah, um, you can even, you know, there's recipes you can find online to make like protein puddings and that kind of thing. Um, even buying one of those ice cream makers and making your own ice cream, it's uh, actually easier than it sounds. Or even like some brands like Halo Top, you know, they're lower in calories, but still something you can kind of like have uh, in in the evenings as a sweet treat or something uh, without having to worry about like, um, you know, barraging your system with a thousand calories or something like that. So there's definitely options out there and, um, you know, ways you can incorporate some of these foods uh, in a way that, um, you know, fits with the uh, quarantine lifestyle. So let's move on to just
0: our main meals and what we're eating there. What are your top, let's say five foods that you like to go to Billy, that you really go to mostly for your main meals. And then maybe why, why do you choose those foods for your go-to foods?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll separate this into uh, macronutrients just because that makes the most sense for me. So as far as my starches go, um, the kind of five, four or five that I revolve around the most, um, so more for breakfast, um, oatmeal for sure. Maybe once in a while I'll have um, like some sort of like uh, toast um, using uh, Dave's Killer Bread. So it's a whole grain, has a lot of seeds and stuff into it too. Um, I'll go to that sometimes. Um, looking more like into the lunch and dinner area, rice for sure is a big staple of mine. Um, potatoes, um, that could be, you know, regular white potatoes or uh, sweet potatoes, um, change it up to And then even like something like corn tortillas to make uh, like tacos out of or something like that. Uh, So those are probably my main starches that I that I go to more on the protein side. um, Big fan of fish. I love um, the fattier fish. So like tuna, uh, mackerel and salmon, that kind of thing. Then I also like chicken um, and any kind of like beef. So like tri tips, probably my favorite there. Turkey is pretty good, too. Um, Eggs, of course, uh, are a good protein staple Um, also for fats and then. That. um Probably avocado is one I use a lot. Um, I use some, you know, cooking oils too, especially when I make um, like mashed potatoes or like fried eggs or roast my vegetables, you know, I'll always be using olive oil or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds great to me. And there's a lot of protein, it sounds like, in your plan, but also a good balance of fats and carbohydrates. But we talked a little bit in the past about why protein is important to help your foundation, but we shouldn't vilify the other macronutrients, of course, and do we really count all of our percentages or pay attention to the percentages versus counting our calories? I personally look a little bit more at my overall calories for the day If I pay attention to anything, it's more about my protein intake, but that's mainly because it's satisfying to me, and I also just feel like with the strength training that I'm doing and the amount of even mountain running that I'm doing out there, right now I've got more time to run the mountains, and when I say strength training, the, the body weight training, guys, it's difficult, and it can break your system down in a good way for uh, the response that we want, but that still means we need a little bit of protein to support that. Not a lot, we just need some. So the, these are good guidelines for me. I like oatmeal, eggs, Greek yogurt. We were talking about protein pasta before, and that's, uh, Billy, that's the chickpeas that that's yeah, made of. Yeah,
1: chickpeas, um, other beans, lentils sometimes. Um, yeah, those are good uh, good um, pasta alternatives, if th- if that's your thing. Um, and just another note, too, uh, about the protein, you brought it up again. Again, our recommend, recommendations don't change because we're in the quarantine. It's still, you know, you're 1.6 to 2.2 2 grams per kilogram per day, which is right in the range I fall into, um, it's, uh, around a pound a day on the upper range there. But you're right. It has the highest satire rating out of the three micronutrients, so it's going to fill you up the most, also the highest thermo effect of food. So there's definitely some good benefits to them. But, uh, again, we're not just saying, oh, like – you know, screw everything else. Like still for me, my carbohydrates are probably the, uh, the, uh, majority of, um, my, my breakdown if you were to, if you were to separate in, into, into percentages, but, um, it is just, you know, um, something worth noting. Sure, sure, sure thing. And when it comes to
0: boredom, we getting back to why we might be eating more than we really intend to. I think that this is, well, I've certainly dealt with it myself, especially when I'm writing up all these programs and working on the app a lot. I'm sitting more, I am trying to get up and move, but that being said, I think it's easy to just wanna reach for a snack because we're bored. And for the first time, I'm, I'm really, I'm buying extra popcorn. I'm making sure that's around, like I said. And that does the trick for me. Um, pickles too. I, I love mm-hmm. to have pickles around. I think that's a, yeah. a great uh, choice. It's crunchy. You mm-hmm. notice, guys. I'm, I talk a lot about texture. For me, I like the texture, and that's pretty satisfying. I think that gets overlooked a lot. Just the the crunch, the, that that type of texture is very satisfying, and um, it's more than just sweetness, or it's
1: just more than salt. It's it's also about texture. I think it's the entire food matrix, right? It's like the whole thing about. um you know, sugar addiction, which I know we're getting off track here, but no one's going around and just like trying to find, you know, uh, cane sugar in the bag or sugar cubes and just munching on that. It's the fact that it's mixed with um, other fats and it creates this very enticing and pleasurable food matrix. And that's kind of what we tend to seek out. And again, you, you brought it up as well, the availability just from the fact that we're you know, up in our homes all day. Um, maybe the kitchen is just the next room over. The ease of accessibility um, to all these yummy foods, all these snacks is just right there. So that's another thing you can kind of take into your control if you do find that you want to actually cut back on your snacking uh, during this time, is just make it less accessible. So don't bring it in t- into the house in the first place. Or if you're like vertically challenged, put it up in a, cu- a cupboard above you, you know, where you can't reach it. So little things like that you can try to incorporate. But again, um, a lot of you too will realize um, it's just out of boredom and recognizing that's what you're doing it for and coming to the realization of that. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you should stop doing it, but um, again, just making it work for you during this time. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I I have tried certain
0: tricks, like just keeping some of our foods out in the garage that they're, they're not bad foods, they're just things we wanna restrict a little bit more, but also just you grab that family potato chip size bag. And of course, you know, we all, I, I love potato chips. This is something that is part of my, my plan even. And I've talked about that a little bit before, but I'm going to reiterate that out of, let's say 35 meals in a week. So if I'm having five meals a day, that's going to be 35 meals in a week. I will probably have right now 30 to 32 meals that are pretty dialed in. And then I have a few off meals or just off foods that I'm going to eat. So the the potato chips scenario, that's one for me where I can really overdo it before I realize it. So I just take the chips that I intend to eat and I put it into a separate bowl, put the bag away and then grab the bowl and I eat the potato chips in a minute, and and they're gone, and they're gone. Or I try to make it last, or you know other things like that. Any tricks that you can think of there, Billy? Because that's that's part, at least for me, that I was thinking about before this podcast. Just sharing, like, what do I do? A lot of times, people want to know, hey, Coach, what do you eat? Just tell me what you eat, but. I don't want to I don't want to just have everyone follow what I do because it works for me and again my gut my instincts or my flexibility have come with time and training mentally and physically and just making the right choices I fail for it like anybody else, and I learn as I go like anybody else, but I know that I don't feel great when I'm just munching all day on off foods, and I've done it. I do it. Sometimes I fall off. I could do it tomorrow. I'm not saying that I never do it. But I usually regret that choice, mainly because I don't feel like I'm on my A game, like I'm productive. And, and so I just want to reiterate that part as well. If I'm munching on a whole bag of potato chips, it's less to me about my waistline at that point. It's more about my productivity and the fact that I just want to take a nap or something. I feel zoned
1: out. I don't, my brain feels clouded. Yeah, and you said it, the more steps or barriers you can put between you and eating that entire bag. Um, for instance, instead buy the little single serve bags, right, the fun size. And you can still buy those in bulk, like you said, throw them out in the garage, take out two bags, put them up in your cupboard so they're there. That way you can only grab one. And as soon as you finish that bag, you've had like a serving, maybe a serving and a half. So it's, again, you're self restricting in that way, forcing yourself, oh, I can't go over the limit even if I wanted to, because you, all you have is the bag there. Or like instead of buying the king size uh, Kit Kat, buy the little Halloween you know fun size ones. Same thing. Throw all of them out into the garage. Take out a handful. Put them in a little little basket or something. Have them in your kitchen. There. Therefore, you're just using tactics to make sure that you um, either like force yourself not to to make those mistakes you may have regretted in the past uh, or whatever. Yeah, I like to use herbs and spices, mm-hmm. things like this, just to
0: change up the taste a little bit and and to offer maybe some new variety. Just like with training, we don't want to do the same training program over and over and over again. We'll get bored right. with it, right? We need that variety. Any Anything that you like to add in or any recipes? I know I'm putting you a little bit on
1: the spot No, here, no, but no. Well, and objectively, um, a, a diversified diet is the one we know leads to the best health... Outcomes And there's a variety of studies across a wide range of specific areas we can use to to support that claim. Um, So it is good to switch it up. Um, Obviously, there's like also merit to having recipes in your back pocket all the time. So you always have something on hand. But as far as new stuff, um, especially I've been doing in this time is, uh, and you can do this yourself, you don't necessarily have to be signed up for this meal service, but HelloFresh is one. Uh, you know, they'll deliver meals to your house, but you can just go on their website and they have their recipes on there. So they'll list the ingredients of what you need, the specific proportions, whether you're cooking for you and your partner or like a whole family, you know, it gives you all the amounts, all the instructions, super simple, um, really fun, honestly, just doing yourself like that. Um, And there's a lot of crazy recipes that are, are really delicious and, um, that you probably haven't come across. And then also um, my dad has a a pretty decent wine collection so uh, a nice little thing you don't again you don't have to drink the wine but seriously what you can do you don't even have to know anything about wine but just if you're in a similar situation maybe go pick up a, a red or something and type that into google and it'll probably have a pairing for a certain meal so you're literally just taking a different object in this case the wine searching it and it's gonna be paired with a certain meal and you could just take a further look into that meal, you know, its historical significance, what cuisine it is, Um, as you can imagine, a lot of European wines probably paired up with some sort of Italian or French food. But nonetheless, um, there you go, you have a brand new recipe you can probably try out. That's great, I've never even thought of that, that's a great suggestion.
0: So let's move to what we can do besides maybe changing our options, we can get moving right, Billy, we can have our movement incorporated into our day a little bit more often. And that's something that, honestly, there's, this was years and years ago, probably way back in, uh, she's 2002, I think it was, but I was training a guy who, he was snacking far too much and man i didn't i didn't even understand at the time how much he was snacking when i first started working with him but everything we did it really didn't make a change and it really didn't make a change and i knew that his staple foods were nutritious i knew that he was getting in good energy but he was just yeah he was I, I remember that he had a job he worked really long odd hours and he was snacking and snacking and snacking so once we added up all those snacks he didn't even realize he was getting in about an, an extra 1000 calories a day and that some people might think wow what that's you would know if you if you snack often
1: enough and between meals enough- It can guy, add up really quickly. Really yeah. quickly, yeah. Especially if they're spaced out throughout the day like that and um, it seems like nothing. And that's one reason why, and we've talked about this before, um, NEAT or non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is basically a fancy way of saying all the non-volitionary uh, exercise activity you would build up throughout the day, there's a reason that can amount for certain occupations to a huge um, caloric expenditure, whether you um, realize it or not. I think we use an example, uh, Joe our anonymous Joe, back in the day, who worked three jobs, all of which being incredibly activity intensive. So he was a trainer, he was a, a worker at a daycare, and then and then a waiter. So moving all throughout the day, and uh, again, it's not he probably built up enough expenditure would be like equivalent to, you know, hard hour run, but it certainly didn't feel like that for him. Sure, he gets home and he's probably tired. But again, under quarantine circumstances, if you were that kind of person who worked um, that way or ha- had a training schedule that you can't follow as rigorously as before, but you're still keeping the same dietary habits up, you can see how this calculation might get offset. Absolutely. Following some
0: basic principles like, just get out the door, first of all, if -hmm. you can. And I know this guy's name was Randy, actually. He would just get up, go out the door, walk around his neighborhood during the day. Now, he worked odd hours, so sometimes he worked late at night, and he wasn't going to go outside during that time of the night, but he would now do his desk drills, we called them. And there were just various drills that actually helped with his overall posture and allowing him to feel more productive because of that circulation kicking in. But I would tell him five minutes of fun, right? If you, if you just get out the door for five minutes or you do five minutes of movement, odds are you're probably not going to have the same cravings anymore. And and I think that's where sometimes our brain is bored and, and we trick ourselves into just going to those, you know, those, those old habits of just grabbing for that food. And and again, it doesn't mean that it's got to be Oreos. In fact, a lot of my clients eating, let's say, nuts like trail mix or peanut butter sandwiches, don't not even realizing how quickly those kind of calories really add up. I personally don't take in a ton of nuts. Uh, maybe if I'm going to be out for what
1: we did two and a half hour run the other day, didn't we, Billy? I was eating some nuts that day. Oh yeah. Well, uh, it, it, things change when you're out in the, uh, middle of nowhere and it's, uh, starting to get warm outside and you're trudging up hills, uh, down and up hills, which, uh, running downhill in my opinion is uh, somewhat worse, especially on the, uh, on the muscles. But, uh, yeah, again, it's, it's really, that's a scenario where you're obviously implementing some pretty, um, uh, vigorous exercise. So, um, Adjusting your uh, energy intake uh, specific to that day is 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 well warranted and necessary. So,
0: yeah, and everybody has a different why, and I get it. Not everybody's going to want to follow the same programming, but in general, I would say probably more than ninety percent of the time when I'm talking to people about their overall goals, we realize that they're not getting in enough, just good old fashioned, easy conditioning, walking, cardio type of exercise, what I call nice work, just non-impact cardio exercise. This, This type of conditioning is so important and vital for our overall functions and our body to be able to perform well. But we talk a lot about burning calories, but I don't want to skip past just the feel-good hormones that kick in. So I'm not as much of the science guy, but just experience has taught me. I know there's beta-endorphin hormones that kick in when you start to get your circulation going, and I know that that helps you feel better. And when you have a salt or a sugar, that also can kick in that same type of response. It's just that now that response has been put into your system almost like a what, what I guess I could call it a nocebo type of effect or or something like that, where you're now needing to have more of that salt or sugar to feel better again, instead of just getting out for that walk, they can help you feel better without having to do that. And the other thing that I know just from clients talking to me over the years, they will feel better for a longer, much longer period of time when they do something like walking around their neighborhood for 15 minutes or so versus having, let's say, a bag of potato chips where they almost instantly lose that feel good feeling after the bag has been devoured.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot of things release dopamine and serotonin, these oxytocin, these feel good chemicals, right? Simply giving your friend a hug or, um, you know, sharing a smile with a stranger that can seriously release the same chemicals, but we're in quarantine right now. So obviously some of those things are off the table, which is why we probably wanna resort to things like just watching endless Netflix or snacking all day. Um, We need a balance of these things. Um, And when one gets taken out or two gets taken out, I mean, I think back, I did my undergrad and master's in New York City, and that's a city that's really suffering right now. And a lot of people can't even leave their apartments So when you're disjointed uh, from a social aspect and um, limited in your ability to go for walks and hikes, it can seriously take a toll where you're kind of resorting on one or two things to deliver these um, dopamine hits, for lack of a better term. But again, there's ways you can try to fill that niche um, if you play an instrument. Obviously, uh, I've been playing the guitar a lot more, um, something I kind of got away from. But little things like that, um, I know... I'm in a position where I have access to these things and, um, listeners may not be, but, uh, again, it could be something simple again, is, uh, is, is reading a book or rereading a book that you find, um, joyous. So
0: rituals are important. And I think that first of all, I got off of my rituals. I think anybody, who's in you know, normal conditions and used to doing the same type of rituals that are helpful and, and you've created these great habits, of course, you're going to be thrown off now because you're not allowed to leave the house or you're not supposed to go out as much and you're supposed to quarantine yourself. So of course, your rituals are going to change. And I struggled with that. My wife and I had to figure out a different system for our day and what type of rituals would serve us better now. So I love a few things you brought up, but reading. When my daughter gets up in the morning, we of course, we we joke around a little bit, we play with the pets a little bit, our dog Lily, she always she always has some playtime with Lily. But then it's time to read and we do about maybe a half an hour to 45 minutes or so of reading together. And then after that, we'll take Lily for a walk. We're we're fortunate that Just in our backyard, we open up the gate. There's a canyon there that you can't build on. It's Protected Wildlife Act. And we can walk the canyon together with Lily. And uh, of course, my wife will do those things with us as well. Then we come back in. I spend more of the morning with Mia. And so we'll play some games. We'll do various games. Some are more active, um, just throwing the ball around And uh, some of them are going to be like cards, just something as simple as playing Dose. And uh, that that's part of our ritual. And then after that, she does her schoolwork because she's doing online work. Mommy helps her more with that just because you know, also mommy's a lot smarter than daddy. So <laughs> mommy does more of that. But then I get my day started and I come to the gym. I start working on the videos, uh, my ebook, all these things that I have to get done. And I prioritize these things a little bit better once I got these other rituals in the morning, prioritize for my personal life. I feel that I can be more productive in my professional life. But for a while there, there was no rituals in place because usually I wasn't there and I didn't really know what to do. And we found ourselves watching Netflix too much. And and these and I, I my wife and I said, oh, "Man, this has got to change." So that really, uh, that really helped when we made those changes. And then just something as simple, by the way, is making sure you take a shower. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but there were a few days there where I didn't really feel like I needed to take my morning shower. Like why I'm not doing anything today Saved on your water bill. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, of course, you know, just getting my morning going with a shower, feeling better getting out the door. And then, yeah, of course, on the days that I run, I would shower or something like that. But there were a few days there where I just had so much work to do with getting my ebook ready and putting together uh, some of these programs. For example, when we first started sending out these programs, uh, we had to get a lot of videos done and we had to at home doing home videos and then put them into our app and then sending them out to people. And so there was just a lot of work to do there. So I didn't go out for my run. I got off my ritual. I wasn't able to get in my own strength training those days. And, uh, you know, I prioritized the the business and that's fine, but yeah, I wasn't showering. <laughs> I wasn't putting in the basics when it came to, uh, just taking care of myself. And once I started to do those things again, I felt more motivated. I felt like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I, I have a lot of things today that I'm going to get done and I feel good about doing them just by getting up, making my bed, showering, reading with my daughter, doing these things in that ritual,
1: and then feeling like I can do more. Man, you weren't even changing your clothes there for a little bit. He showed up to the run in his bathrobe. I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) But uh, no, I kid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Billy, wrapping up our ritual conversation... Love to know from you guys what it is that you do in your rituals. Maybe we can share that with our audience, so make sure you send us some emails, some suggestions, give us some comments on things that you've been doing during this quarantine. Maybe it'll help to serve others. We'd love our culture to be able to contribute to all of us in this community and and really band together on what we can do to stay motivated and to stay inspired and to keep moving forward, despite what's around us, and just looking at the silver lining, I would say that when it comes to silver linings, though, I'm extremely grateful that we live in the country we live in and we don't have to resort to other means we have the ability to go and get the food we need and yeah maybe it, we're out of toilet paper too often and maybe we're struggling for I've actually seen videos of people fighting for toilet paper right it's crazy but at the end of the day we're we're fortunate and uh, I look at that as a big silver lining i'm just so grateful that I know that my uh, my family will be taken care of, and even in the hardest of times, I know that we have we we live in a great country, and we have so many
1: opportunities still. And uh, if you're struggling to find that, you know, I think something you can add into your ritual, your routine. Uh, some, certainly something I do is when you first get up or, you know, within 30 minutes of getting up, write down a couple things that you're grateful for. Um, a couple things that are going to make the day great things that made the day yesterday. Great. Um, something to look forward to. And it just, again, reintegrates you back into, uh, into what's really going on and puts things in perspective. Yeah, man. So hopefully these suggestions
0: helped you today. I love that you guys are writing us so many great questions. We can continue answering all of our listener questions over time. I know we've built up. Quite an audience, and I can't I can't thank you guys enough for the loyalty and for the following. But please remember to share us with your friends, especially if you think we can help to serve them. Serving others is our goal in this podcast and creating this culture and community that we want to be able to really make a real difference in a legacy. And what better time to grow this than during this? Epidemic. So thanks again for listening, guys. And if you have a question you'd like me to answer, send us that email at Pindola Project at gmail.com. Or you can go onto our website, sign up for our newsletter, subscribe there, get our app if you want to follow along with our training. It is free right now. So join us. We'd love to have you. And of course, If you have the chance, we would really appreciate you give us some stars and a review on Apple
1: Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, slide into those DMs.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for listening, guys.